So Johnny Tudor, this week we're going to talk about uh, the sad passing of a great comedian, Jackie Mason. Now you met him, where did you meet him? Oh, Jackie Mason, yeah, I met him in Cardiff, funny enough. In Cardiff? Um, yeah, because a friend of mine, Ted Rogers, remember Ted Rogers, 321? 321. <laughs> well, Ted was a big friend, of, and um, because Ted was always into American humour and stuff, and I think he'd met him when he was in America. Ted went to America working with Bing Crosby. Right. And he met, and he met him, and he became a big friend of his. So when he came over here, D- uh, Dave Thomas, who was Ted Rogers' driver, decided he was gonna, He was asked to drive Jackie Mason, OK? So Dave rings me and he says, uh, John, do us a favour. I said, what? He said, my car's a bit nagged. He said, I don't want to pick him up in this junk. You've got a decent car. Will you pick him up from the station? Because he was appearing at the St David's Hall. Right. Um, Jackie Mason, not Ted Rogers. So um, I said, yeah, I'll pick him up. Don't worry about it. So I pick him up. And I take him, he was booked into the Marriott. So I pick him up. I said, I'll take you to the hotel. So we get there, he says, is this hotel for a man like me? <laughs> is it five stars, three stars, four stars? I, I, don't. I said, well, there's a five star down the bay if you want to move. No, it's okay, I'll stay here. It's okay. <laughs> so, so that was it. He, he stayed there. Then I took him over to the St. David's Hall for his rehearsal. And I was with him all day, you know. And uh, I went to see the show, which was fantastic. I mean, he was so funny. I mean, he, it's, all, it's all this observation humour. Like he did a thing about... Uh, uh, Phones, you know, right. he said, you got this guy, I got a phone, if I got a deal, I can speak to my auntie in Nebraska for two cents of a dollar, he's got to be on a Thursday and up at three, and I got, <laughs> then you got the guy in the restaurant, he's looking for the, he can't get a signal, where's he get the signal? Next to the payphone. So he's doing all that stuff. <laughs> anyway, I watched this show, I had a great time, took him back to the Marriott. So he likes to sit and watch people. So he, didn't, he told me he never goes to bed. I said, what do you do then? He says, I go to sleep in the chair. I take my suit off, I have a shower, I put my suit back on, I go, well, I never sleep in the bed. I said, okay. He was eccentric. So we're sitting in the foil of the Marriott, and it's about night, well, it must have been nearly midnight, because he'd done his show. And a bunch of girls came in from West Wales, right. all speaking Welsh. Right. And they recognised me from Welsh television. She might, John, see my brother, hey, when I see other Teledi, I said, see. So I said, these girls, John, who are these girls? They said they know me from television. They know you from television. They didn't know the enemy was. They knew my So well, anyway, that was by the by. So he's watching all these people. Then he says to me, "John, take me around Cardiff." I said, "It's half past twelve at night. I want to see this place. What's it like?" So I put him in the car. Now we're driving around, and you know what the weekends like in Cardiff? There's girls falling out of clubs with hardly really any clothes. Gee, look at all this humanity. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, I'm driving now through uh, Riverside. I said, this is Riverside, where my granny was brought up. I said, and it was the Jewish quarter. I said, we're not Jewish, but there was lots of Jews and Irish in this. She said, don't tell me the Jews moved out, the Irish stayed there, ruined the place, and what's going on? I said, said, well, that's something like it. I said, so then we went up past the castle. What's that term? I said, it's Cardiff Castle. How old is it? I said, well, it's debatable. I said, if you look at the little bit at the bottom... That's a bit of Roman wall, so I suppose it's 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years, my God, let's go. <laughs> he said, but the other bit, I said, it's a, the, the keep, I think, is Norman, I said, and the rest of it is a Victorian folly. I said, so you take your pick. So he was very interested in all this. So then we go back to the hotel, and he says, I'm going to bed now, John. Well, I'm going to sleep in the chair. I'll see you tomorrow. So Dave, now the driver, rings me up. He says, let's take him for something to eat. I said, where are you going to take him? 
He said, I'll take him to the Fairwater Conservative Club. Because <laughs> he was a member, see? It's a nice club as it happens. Yeah. But anyway, you, you thought he'd just say, we'll take him to some flash restaurant. So we go to this, and he orders lunch, because it was a, a Sunday lunch, see? Order the lunch. He's got a, a little, like, a side plate with about six peas on it and half a potato. I said, what's that? I can't eat no more of jam. I've still got food. I put on £10. Pounds. <laughs> he wouldn't need any more than that. And he called me, what did he call me? Oh, the tap dancing guy. This is the tap dancing, the tap dancing guy. <laughs> and that's how I met him. Oh, and he was man. just like a real character, but very eccentric. It's funny, because you're not the only Welsh comic to have spent some time with Jackie Mason. Our dear friend Mike Doyle uh, also met him at the Royal Variety Command Performance. Uh, he can't be with us today, but he has sent us this little video uh, with a story about how he met Jackie Mason and how he went out for dinner with him as well. Hey, hi Mal. <laughs> hi Johnny. I'm in the car. Sorry I can't be with you for the podcast. Um, yeah, I'm out and about um, doing a few things, but um, I've just pulled over because I wanted to talk to you about the brilliant uh, comedian, uh, Jewish comedian, uh, Jackie Mason, who recently died uh, very sadly, I think at the age of about 92, I think. Um, yeah, well, I met him. I worked with him. I was very lucky. Um, it was on the Royal Variety performance, and he was on the bill. And um, a very, very strange character, you know, and uh, many people didn't know quite what to say to him, you know, because he came across quite, quite grumpy, you know, and he had his voice, and... Is everything all right then, Mr. Mason? Well, maybe it is for you, but not for me. I don't know. But then are you interested in my problems? You want to talk to him about your problems? It's entirely up to you what you want to do. And it's this and that. He had this way about the way he spoke, which I found absolutely hilarious. Anyway, um, I got to talk to him because he was sitting on what I thought was an uncomfortable chair. And I, I knew that there was some uh, more comfortable chairs uh, around the corner, as it were, in a, in a make, in a, a put-up green room for the Royal Variety performance. Um, and um, I went up to him and said, oh, Mr. Mason, I said, hello, my name is uh, Mike Doyle. And I says, um, just wanted to let you know that there is some far comfier seats over in the green room. And he said, well, maybe there is seats in the green room that'll be far comfier. But he says, there is a draft there, he says, but if I move from this seat, that is a, that is very hard, but at least it, the climate is perfect for me. But if I move to this comfortable seat, maybe then I'll get a draft and I won't be happy with that. So what do I do? Now you make me make a decision on whether to have this seat or that seat. <laughs> I found it hilarious, no matter what you said to him, it was this or that or this or that. It's okay for you, for me, for you. Well, anyway, I did get to speak to him and I told him about West Wales, which he found fascinating. And um, and I told him about a lot of the West Wales humour, you know, and I was saying things like, oh, people from Cardiganshire, they breathe in, they never breathe out again, right? And he found it funny. And then when I told him the joke about people from Cardiganshire, when they wake up in the morning, they do this. <sighs> Why? Because it's free. Well, he didn't laugh at that because he said to me, yes, that's one of the uh, the jokes that I have written myself. I made that joke up. That's a joke. And I thought, well, that's travelled from New York or wherever across to the UK, uh, landed on my doorstep 
and I was using it as a cardigan joke. After the Palladium, uh, was one of the Palladium, sorry, was not, this was not at the London Palladium. After the Royal Variety performance at the, um, uh, the Victoria Palace, it was, in, uh, in, in, in London, he invited me to dinner and we went to Joe Allen's in, uh, Covent Garden. He didn't bother with any of the, um, the big agents and the managers and the producers and uh, he just, uh, took me to Joe Allen's. And, um, I'll never forget him for that. I'll never forget that I actually went out to dinner with the great Jackie Mason. <laughs> Have a great show, boys, and um, keep up the good work. It's fantastic what you're doing, and I'm a big fan of both you, Mel, and you, Johnny. You know that. Have a good one. Bye. There we are. So it's, it shows that he was, at least he was consistent. He was a rabbi. I think he'd originally he he trained a, to be a rabbi, he was. Yeah, he trained to be a rabbi. I think his father was, well, they were, they were, you know, they were like, what can I say? They were immigrants. The parents were immigrants. Yeah. From Belarus. Yeah, yeah. And he was brought up in New York's east side, I suppose, where all the Jews were. And he always makes fun of the Jews because he's a Jew, so he can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's, he does this wonderful thing, the difference between Jews and, and, and Gentiles. It's like, <laughs> you know, he's a Gentile, goes into a shop, goes into a restaurant. He says, well, how long is it going to be? Ten days? Okay, I'll sit here. Three bodies full, said, no problem. The Jew walks in like he's a partner. My table. <laughs> it's so funny, though, because the Jews are screaming, laughing, because they can see themselves, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, You know, I, this is a table for a man like me. It's too near the band. It's too loud. It moves you over there. No, there's a draft for doing draft. It's just like Mike Tyler. Michael Tyler's draft. That's what we like. I think the Jewish people have always made Jewish jokes because... It's first. It's very funny, mm -hmm. but they can see themselves. They can see. They agree, they can see that it's funny. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I remember a Jewish friend of mine, and he told me this joke. It's so it makes me laugh. He said, "There's a, a two Jewish big game hunters. They're walking through the jungle, and all of a sudden, this this lion leapt on his back. He says, Amy, what's on my back?' He said, "What am I, a furrier?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a Jewish joke. You could only be a Jewish joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, will we uh, will we ever see his like again? You know, we will I it ever don't happen know. again. I mean, did you ever see his full show, The World According to Me? No. Because what happened? He told me this story himself. He was a rising to be a big star back in the fifties, and then um, he did a show and he he slagged off Sinatra, I think. <gasps> And he said, Sinatra actually shot at me, not personally, but one of his guys actually shot through the window trying to kill him. My gosh. He says, and also he blanked all my work. I couldn't get any work. Because wow. once Sinatra said, you don't work, you don't work. Yeah, okay? yeah. And he said he, he had to do all the condominiums down in, in um, uh, where is it, Florida, Miami, Miami, all the joints, really, and mm. gone back to like doing the working men's clubs for him, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he wrote this song, the world, this show, The World According to Me, and it, the Jewish people got behind him and they put it on Broadway and it was a smash. Yeah. And then from there on, he just went on and did it. But it was very funny, yeah. very funny. All we need now is for the Welsh people to get behind me and you, Johnny. We're, well, we we'll be back we? on top. <laughs> It'll be the Mal and Johnny show, on top. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that great, Jackie Mason? So the passing of a, of a great comedian uh, yeah. and, and really drawing on his heritage as well to make all those, all those jokes and those observations, that observational humour, that works anywhere in the world. That's right, it? that's right. Because if you think of it, he never told jokes and it, no, he's, he's modern in his way because now... People like the, the modern comedians today, they're all doing observational stuff. Mm. 
But in no, in his day, people were doing the one-liners about their mother-in-law. You yeah, know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. 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 But not he did just he, observation about people and the way, you know people, especially the Jewish people. Yeah. Um, but he used to pick on someone in the audience as well. You know. You know. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he'd say, uh, like, you know, it could be some guy that's a bit of a crook, like this guy in the front here, and he'd, he'd just pass over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he was very, very funny, very funny, but, a, but an oddball, very, yeah. very eccentric. Uh, I mean, Dave told me a lovely story the other day. Um, he said he, he always had a safe in his house, in his flat, because he lived next door to his wife. His wife lived in a different flat. <laughs> See, I think he had one apartment, she had the one across the hall. And I think it was like more of a manager convenience, really. But anyway, she was his manager. And he had this, this safe. And uh, she said, do you know how much you got in your safe? He said, I don't know, about $7,000. I don't know, Em, look. She said, no, you got $160,000 in your safe. Oh, my God. He said, she said, I put it in the bank. I, I put it back in the bank. And he was, what it was, he hadn't told her, but he was saving his money up to buy some condominium down in Florida for himself, and he wasn't going to tell her. <laughs> and she'd stuck it in the bank, so she stole his money. Oh, God. Hey, well, is Dave still well? Is he still fitting well? Dave is, Dave is... Well, he's not too... He rang me the other day. He's a real character, Dave. He's not He's not tech-savvy. Right? It'd be great to get on, actually. Yeah. Because he drove him about in America as well, you know. Oh, my gosh. And he, and he used to drive him about it. He got in with him because of Ted Rogers, because Ted was his, you know, big friend of his. And, and then he, he, he met him through Ted, and then he ended up as his driver. Wow. Well, maybe we should try so and get... Should, I'll, I'll, when I'm speaking to Dave next, I'll ask him if he can get any of his mates, because he's got loads of mates, yeah. to put him on the Zoom, and then perhaps we can we can do a thing with him. Fantastic. Because Dave, Dave's a real character. Dave knows everything. Well, that's... Sounds... I got a call I got a call not long ago from Jimmy Tarbuck, and it was, John Buck. Dave's told me that you're, you're, to ring you up to see how you are. <laughs> they're all, all these drivers are all characters. Yeah. I know three of them, and they're all called Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I got Dave one, Dave two, and Dave three on my phone. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Well, I, we should thank uh, our thanks to uh, Mike Doyle for, uh, yeah. for for his story about Jackie Mason, uh, and it's uh, it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from all of us. See you soon. <laughs> See you later, Val. Bye-bye. Ta-da.